bookkeepers should be communicating weekly with their clients. Mm -hmm. And I know that clients often, you know, they get a bookkeeper and they think, okay, I don't need to, you know, I don't have to worry about this anymore, but really they should be keeping in touch. They should be going over reports on a monthly basis, making sure that, you know, they're reviewing everything that the bookkeeper does. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm Trisha. And I'm LZ. Today, we have something extra special lined up for our listeners. Our Director of Marketing, Amy Appleton, sat down with our Director of Finance, Jen Barden. Amy and Jen talked about bookkeeping, specifically what business owners should tackle first when approaching new processes or utilizing people to help them with their finances. I would have loved to have been part of this conversation. Amy and Jen are both leaders here at Belay and have so much expertise and experience. I'm so grateful they could jump in and bring value to you on the podcast today. I know, me too, T. How dare they have a conversation without us? (laughs) I've had the great honor of working closely with Jen. She's a powerhouse with more than 25 years of experience in finance. She's been here at Belay for seven years, and truthfully, I can't even imagine my life without her. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear their conversation. So let's get started. Hey, welcome to the One Next Step podcast. This is Amy Appleton, and I am very excited today to be joined by Jen Barden, who is our Director of Finance. Hey, Jen. Hi, Amy. How are you today? I am doing great. So I'm really excited to get the opportunity to talk to you today about all things bookkeeping. But before we get started with all of that, I would love to know, what is one thing that would surprise people about you since you were a finance person? Well, uh, I think the stereotypical finance person, um, accountant is sort of, um, you know, rigid, boring, very serious, not too exciting. Um, A lot of people when they meet me uh, and I tell them I'm in finance, they are surprised. It doesn't always, you know, fit what their stereotype is. So um, for me, I'm a pretty creative person. Um, you can't be too creative with financials, but I get my creativity out through art and, you know, arts and crafts, decorating, baking, things like that. So I'm definitely not the boring accountant type. <laughs> I can 100% attest that you are not your typical finance person. Hey, hey what's your favorite thing to bake? Uh, well, it used to be cookies because I thought it was a great um, cookie decorator until I met someone who's like one of those professional cookie decorators, like each thing is a work of art. So at this point, it's really just desserts and things that my family likes, you know, their favorites. Oh my gosh, delicious. Well, we're going to segue right into talking about dollars and cents. So really to get our conversation started today, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in finance. Well, I've always loved numbers and math, and those were subjects that were strong for me in school um, when I was before college. And so I knew when I went to college, I was going to do something related related to numbers and math. So I majored in accounting. And my first job, I, I worked as a bookkeeper while I was in school. And then my first real job when I got out of school was to be a property accounting manager for a large real estate developer. 
And so basically they built huge, think your big UPS or FedEx buildings, and then we would sell them to REITs um, who would uh, retain the properties for their investments, and we would often manage the property. And so on the financial side, we had property accounting accountants. And so I managed a team of them and um, did that for about five years and then decided to stay home with my babies for a little bit. But um, after I'd been home about three years, we had a friend starting a business and he reached out to me to see if I wanted to do his bookkeeping. It was perfect timing because I was looking for something that wasn't demanding, but to keep my skills up and you know stay keep my mind active. So um, started working for him. And as my kids grew, his business grew and it worked out perfect. So I did that for about 10 years, uh, 10, 12 years, uh, worked for several clients and just had my own little business. And I actually reached out to a ad that Belay had for a bookkeeper because I was thinking of taking another client on. And I met with the owners and it turns out they were outsourcing all of their finance to a CPA and they wanted to bring it in house. And so they asked if I wanted to come work for them full time. So that's how I came to Belay and um, kind of closed up shop on my own stuff. And here I've been for the last seven years. So you have a wealth of knowledge across different industries and then actually running your own business as a bookkeeper and then moving into now, which is basically small, small business, medium sized business bookkeeping. I know you lead a, a large team here at Belay in, in our finance department as well. So I'm going to make an assumption that most of our listeners are small business owners that know just enough about bookkeeping and their business, um, literally just to be dangerous. So can you give me some examples of the difference Yes, there's a huge difference. So a bookkeeper is really the backbone of a business's finances. So they keep the records straight. They make sure that income and expenses are recorded correctly. Anyone you know, can connect and download transactions from their bank. However, making sure that they are recorded properly, following proper accounting procedures is, is critical to a business's financial success. So this is where a bookkeeper becomes a partner in the business and really make sure the records are kept accurately. An accountant is much more subjective. They provide business owners with financial insights based on the information they get from the bookkeeper. Uh, An accountant would be someone that would advise on tax strategy, um, help set up long-term financial goals for the business, and analyze the profitability and strength of a business's financial position. So they serve two unique and important roles for any business, really. Yeah, I never guess I even realized the the kind of stark difference between the two of them, because I know if you don't know much, sometimes, you know, we'll use them interchangeably. Um, bookkeeper and accountant mean the same thing to non, non-finance people. So but it sounds like right. there is a vast difference between their functionality in an organization. Absolutely. And a lot of bookkeepers are CPAs. They they okay. end up doing people's books during slow times or they work for a CPA firm that has some clients that they handle all their books all year round. So a lot of bookkeepers know, you know, a wide range of things. It's just the true definition, you know, an accountant is going to be much more strategic in the business. And there are bookkeepers who just don't keep up with all of the 
licensing requirements of being a CPA. And so they don't know all the changing tax laws and things. So, but they can definitely make sure everything is recorded properly in your books so that you're ready for the CPA. Well, great. Well, what kind of advice would you give to that stressed out, overwhelmed business owner who is maybe doing their books? I mean, what part of the books would you tell them to tackle first? I guess first and foremost, I would want to make sure that they are using some sort of financial accounting software, either QuickBooks or Xero, FreshBooks, um, whatever they're comfortable with. They need to get their books into an application and out of Excel or paper. And I say that you're probably, you're laughing, but I have met many small business owners who are running what they think and and may be um, very successful, profitable businesses, but everything is in an Excel spreadsheet. They generate invoices that way. I mean, there's just no tracking. There's no way to run reports on, a, on an easy, frequent basis. And so getting all your financials into an accounting software is, is critical. After doing that, really um, getting your you know bank accounts and things synced up to the software is, is important. And like I mentioned before, anybody can you know set that up and make it sync to the software, but then getting a bookkeeper who can come in and make sure once all those transactions are in the software that they're recorded properly is, is crucial. So next after that, I would say, you know, really partner with an experienced bookkeeper that can help you begin to properly account for all your transactions. Um, and you'll be able to start running reports. So you can begin to make more educated financial decisions. Um, really, you need to get to the point where you can review your financial reports monthly. So that's, that's key. From you being a small business bookkeeper previously and all of your clients, like what was the most commonly run um, report that people wanted to look at? Definitely a income statement, often called a profit and loss also. That is where all your revenue and expenses are tracked. And you should be running that on a monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. A lot of people avoid or, or don't give importance to running the balance sheet. Your balance sheet is super important and they should be running that each month as part of their financials as well. And then finally, um, statement of cash flow is super important just to see your, you know, your cash coming in and out where, where it's going. Agings, if you have clients that you run invoices for and they carry a balance, running your aging on a frequent basis, almost, you know, weekly, a lot of small businesses need to, to make sure they have a handle on that as well. And they're collecting on their receivables. So that, that sounds like a hefty, a hefty amount of important reporting that people, you know, once they're in like a online accounting system that they're able to then hopefully easily, more easily run than say your person that's in your Excel spreadsheet or has a, a ledger that they're trying to record everything in. Absolutely. Yes. And a bookkeeper, you know, they run those reports, they memorize them for you. And so it's super quick once they've reconciled your bank statements and and made sure everything's recorded that they can get you those reports monthly. And then you have an opportunity to start focusing on what the numbers really are rather than getting all the transactions reported. That's great. It's like a set it and forget it. Like exactly. (laughs) Set it and forget it. Have someone else run those reports for you. So, you know, working with financials is a sensitive topic, 
Um, and it's obviously it's great to have an extra set of eyes on your books, but I can imagine it can also be scary to have another person privy to the inside financials and operations of your business. What types of controls um, have you seen put in place in order to, you know, recognize that or to make the business owner feel better about having someone else in their books? Yeah. So internal financial controls are, are super important. You, you've got to have them in place. Um, first and foremost, I think it's best that you remember as a small business owner that you need to maintain access to all of your financial information, softwares, bank accounts, et cetera. Um, although you might give your bookkeeper view only access to those to, to move to your bank account. I've seen people before just hand everything over and they want to kind of wash their hands of it. And you can't do that. You need to still stay involved and you need to be able to log in. And, and the person that's working for you needs to know that you're doing that, you know, that you're, you're checking behind. And then another thing um, I would say is some sort of bill pay application um, at Belay. We use bill.com, um, which is a great application that helps us we quote code the invoices, record them for payment, release them for payment, but there's an approval process that we have set up. We have our clients that um, we serve for bookkeeping. We ask them and, and require them actually to use an application like that that has an approval process. That way we make sure no bills are being paid without someone um, at the business approving them first. So the other thing is communication is is key. Bookkeepers should be communicating weekly with their clients. Mm -hmm. And I know that clients often, you know, they get a bookkeeper and they think, okay, I don't need to, you know, I don't have to worry about this anymore. But really, they should be keeping in touch. They should be going over reports on a monthly basis, making sure that, you know, Oh, they're reviewing everything that the bookkeeper does. Um, everybody makes mistakes. And, and also that's just another control to make sure everything's done you know, properly. So some things, like I said, you might want to review weekly, but they should at least be meeting um, monthly to go over financials. And then I'm assuming that when a bookkeeper is not actually physically in an office space with the business owner, say they're using a service of some sort or or just outsourcing their bookkeeping in general to someone offsite. You know, is there a way to establish kind of that that trust? Is there anything else to consider if your your bookkeeper is not on site with you? Yeah, I mean I honestly think, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. So I don't really think there's any more risk at having a remote bookkeeper than there is having someone sitting down the hall from you especially with all the technology that we use nowadays. So I think just building that rapport with your bookkeeper where they know that you still have an interest and in, in you're involved, you're, you might be relying on them for things you don't understand, but that you are going to ask questions and that you're, you're going to own your financials. You can't totally just wash your hands of it. So I think that's super important. And like I said, just keeping communication lines open and I would suggest, you know, learning to take their and, um, you know, partner with your CPA also so that the three of you can work together. So it sounds like there's really honestly not much difference than if they were just around the corner or through an office door. There's you're you're going to do those exact same things uh, with your bookkeeper, just regardless of location of the bookkeeper. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> we don't get to get too creative when it comes to bookkeeping. I mean, there's, you know, there's processes to follow and, you know, some people that's what they love about bookkeeping. It's very routine and yeah. kind of same thing day in and day out. Yeah. Um, other people, 
don't get excited about that. But is there anything else other than communication? Because I know you you've obviously talked and um, I, we know that over communication and communication is really key, really to about any successful um, business teamwork relationship. Other than communication, is there a practical piece of advice that you would give someone who is working with a bookkeeper for the first time? Yeah, I would just tell them that, you know, although the bookkeeper knows how to record transactions and reconcile them and run the financial reports that they need to stay involved in their business, ask questions, use the reports and information. The whole point of the reports isn't for them to just get loaded into a Dropbox folder and be forgotten about. Um, You really are going to get the best out of your bookkeeper if you review the reports and use those to make decisions. So I think that sometimes people think, oh, the bills are being paid. I'm getting a paycheck every you know two weeks that everything is going great. But if you're not really looking at those reports, um, you're not going to have a good handle on things. And then um, for people that are kind of diving into those numbers for their business for the first time, are there resources or software or um, any recommendations where people could go looking to kind of understand best practices? Or I know you mentioned at the beginning, um, talking about how from a CPA perspective that they're more on top of looking at the changing laws and tax laws and those type of things. But um, on those kind of lower levels of best practices for bookkeeping, you know, how to read their reports, those type of things. Are there some resources where people can go to get that information? Well, I mean, the best resource is to have a a bookkeeper that's experienced, that knows how to record things. But you really do also need a CPA who can review um, and partner with your bookkeeper. CPAs are more likely to stay up to date with changing tax codes, taking courses for continuing education, they network with other financial professionals. Partnering with the skilled bookkeeper is essential because, you know, they often will be able to be the one that can communicate with your CPA when you don't understand some of the questions that the CPA might be asking. They're, they're going to understand that. And so they can, they can kind of be the go between. I think many, a lot of bookkeepers take continuing education classes or certifications they can get as well. And that's, that's a great resource for a business leader. I know there are a lot of, you know, resources out there that kind of talk to you about everybody has different philosophies on how how your balance sheet should look and, you know, different margins for different types of industries um, for profitability. But um, really just sitting down with your bookkeeper once a month and going through those reports is probably going to help educate you the most. Well, it sounds like it's a, sounds like it's a both and then where you really, you need a both and you need the bookkeeper who's going to be able to kind of do the day-to-day and understand the reporting and how to enter all the information into your online and the reconciliation and those type of reporting things, but then also having a CPA coming alongside to understand the more complex things, like you said, the tax laws, anything new that's up and coming. Um, so it's, it is a both and. Absolutely. So I am super curious, what is a lesson that you learned kind of the hard way being 25 years of finance experience share with our listeners i'm sure they would love to love to know what's a lesson that you learned the hard way and then how did that experience help get you where you are today or establish some sort of new habit that you have well, i've learned uh, i've learned a lot 
One thing I will say about working with small business owners um, that I've learned over the years is you need to understand that their business often is very intertwined with their personal life and their, their business is their life. They've poured their heart and soul into it. It's, it's very hard, especially when you have to deliver the not great news to, to a business owner. If their financials aren't looking great, things aren't going well. But I think just being, you know, recognizing that they've poured everything into that business. And so it's a little different than going and working for a big corporation. Personally, one of the things I've learned is just not to overcommit. That's one of the things, you know, under promise and over deliver, um, because you never know when you're getting into financials, if you're a bookkeeper and you're reconciling things one month, everything might just go smoothly and there's no problem. And the next month, you know, things don't reconcile and balance correctly. So building bandwidth into your schedule so that you have time if things don't go as expected and plenty of time if you have to reach out to your clients to ask questions. A lot of times, if you can't reach them during the month and you're just kind of recording things in a, in a holding account until you can speak with them, you need to build that type of time into your schedule so you can um, meet with them. But just, you know, finding that balance too, just not, not overcommitting is a huge thing. And then I think that is so great. And I think it ties back to exactly what you're talking about with setting up communication and over-communicating and knowing that, that as a small business owner, you making the commitment to over-communicate and communicate regularly with your bookkeeper actually could in the end save both you and honestly your bookkeeper time because if there are questions that needs to be answered, you don't want to have to wait to the end of the month or till there's some sort of pressing issue where all of a sudden they need questions answered from you immediately. Um, and you didn't put that time in your schedule as the business owner either. Absolutely. And you'll find if you keep up with your books on a regular basis by using a bookkeeper, it makes things so much smoother. I think of all the people, even last year, applying for like the PPP loan, who they just did not have a handle on their financials. They right. didn't know where, what their payroll costs were, any of those things. So to pull that information together to get the PPP loan was a lot of work when um, for people who are you know using a bookkeeper and they're organized, they've got a payroll service and it's a matter of just you know, running some reports and they could, you know, easily apply for that. So keeping your financials up to date helps you with other things as well. You never know when you're going to need to go to a bank and and get a line of credit or something like that. And they're going to, that's the first thing they're going to ask for. So staying ahead of the game. Yeah. It sounds like, I think right there, you're staying ahead of the game when your finances and your books are completely in order. So Jen, I want to thank you for really dropping the amazing knowledge about bookkeeping uh, for us today. Um, Thank you so much for your time and your insight. And I know that there will be a lot of people who are looking at their books and making sure it's like one of the most important things that a business owner can do is have their finances in order. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it. And I'm just looking forward to more um, clients be served uh, um, by the bookkeepers of Belen. Have a great afternoon. You too. Man, what a great conversation. And as always, we have a download for you so you can take your one next step. This week's download is the cost of not doing your bookkeeping. When it comes to numbers, the results are binary. It's right or it's wrong. It's black 
or in this case, red. This resource will help you see what you might be missing out on if you're struggling with your bookkeeping. Text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com and you'll get access to today's resource to help you keep moving forward. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Start by making today count. Guys, we have a great podcast you have got to listen to coming up next week. Joel Manby is on the podcast. I could not be more excited. It is one of my favorites so far. If you don't know who Joel is, he is the former CEO for brands like SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, the Harlem Globetrotters, Dolly Parton's Dollywood Theme Park, and Saab USA. With us, he will be discussing how to prioritize people and profit. Guys, you do not want to miss this one. Here's a preview of our conversation. When our company was put before 25 million people on that show, we were the highest ranked episode, you know, versus the only thing that beat us that week was American Idol back when it was number one. So a lot of people saw it and we were just inundated. We don't trust our leadership. We don't believe in our leadership. And it was then that I realized millions of people in America felt this way. And that's what led me to write the book that you mentioned called Love Works. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.